Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, your host, coming to you from the studios of Relate365.com here on the Nicolay Bible Institute campus, which is a division of Silver Birch Ranch. Today I'm going to talk with Chloe, and Chloe is one of our summer staffers here at camp this year. Uh, Chloe, what is a summer staffer? Um, a summer staffer is someone who um, decides to commit their whole summer to SBR um, and to basically serve the community, basically, for the okay. whole summer. And, and this is your third time doing it? Yes, As far it is. as this age, I mean, in, yes, in college. It How is. old are you? I'm 24. Okay, so I'm 64, so we have a little age bracket, <laughs> but that's good. Yeah. Um, 24 years old, this is the third time you've served. Uh, what were your jobs here throughout the time? Now, this year you're here as a volunteer nurse. I am, yes. Okay, what were your jobs the past two times? So my first year summer staffing was in 2014. I was on Climbing Wall, okay. and then I loved it so much that I decided to come back the following summer and do the exact same thing. Okay. Um, and then the Lord called me elsewhere. I got a new job, and um, yeah, I hadn't been at camp in probably like three or four years. Okay. And then um, by, like, God's mercy, I got a call in probably about February. And they had, um, Silver Birch had called me up and asked if I would be interested in applying for the health supervisor position here. Okay. And it wasn't, coming back to camp wasn't even, like, on my radar at all. So I just lit up at the opportunity to come back at Silver Birch because, one, I would get a ton of experience and then two I would just be in a place where I could really connect with God right so well you know it's refreshing you're 24 years old and and in the description you've given me so far you've mentioned God several times Mm -hmm. which I find absolutely refreshing it's not like here's what I want to do in life it's all about me are you actually looking for what God wants you to do I would I I I would like to think that I am um I Looking back on like where I started from, because um, when I graduated high school, I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college. Um, I really wanted to have a family and be a mom, and so I wasn't sure if going to a university would be the best bet for me because having that lifestyle doesn't really match up with having a career. So right. um, basically, I just let God have my whole life. And I, I mean, I haven't all the time, but it's definitely like a daily decision you have to make. And it's not this like immediate thing that happens. It's definitely something that happens over the years. Um, I did not start out as a nursing student either. Um, And so that was totally God too. I never knew that I would be in the nursing field like ever. So, um, and just to see the fruit that's come from following the Lord has really just impacted my life to want to pursue him even more. Very cool. You know, when I went to college, I went to Wheaton College. And when I went, I started out as a physical education major. It had too much science, so I quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> physical education, of yeah. all things. Because all football players need to be in a physical education major. Sure. But they had this kinesiology and all this stuff, and I thought, I don't want to learn that. Yeah. So I went into elementary education instead, where I could at least do the math and uh, other things. So then I became an elementary teacher, which is really funny because you're sitting here going, I went into nursing and all the science that you have to do. How many years do you have to go to school to be a nurse? Um, four. But I've been school for a total of almost six years because I started out as elementary education. Good for Surprisingly, you. Yeah. yeah. And then I just, I got my associates and then um, the Lord called me back to go to school and I never thought that would happen. 
And okay. so I, that was probably one of the hardest times in my life was really just praying and asking the Lord if I should go back to school. Cause I was like, well, I don't know if I want to be this career person and all this stuff. But the Lord was like, you know what, this is where I've called you. And this is where I want you to go. Yeah. doesn't well, matter. Yeah. I'm going to give you some old guy talk here. Uh, okay. You know, you, you, you've taken classes in education mm-hmm. and now you're taking classes in nursing. Yes. None of those will hurt you if you're a mother. Ex- that's why I've chosen you know I mean? the None two that I have, oh. because I can use both of them yeah, later well, on. Yeah, well, I could look at you as an old guy and go, you know what, I'm proud of you. Go ahead and pursue those things. Those are mm-hmm. good for you, regardless of what happens in life, but in the future. Knowing how to teach people and knowing how to care for them is really a skill that is okay. You yeah. know, this is something, if, if you were applying for a job here at Nicolay Bible Institute, Silver Birch Ranch, and I saw that you had education background and nursing background. You go right to the top of the list <laughs> because those are things that are necessary if you're working with people. Uh, in fact, years ago when we started the ministry at Silver Birch Ranch, I went out and got certified in American Red Cross in everything that you could get certified in. So I was an advanced first aid instructor, advanced, and I told everyone, if you're going to go into ministry, you need to know how to care for people because you're going to have accidents. You can't work with people and never see a heart attack. I mean, you can't do it. Yeah. So let's be prepared for it. And uh, since then, I, other people have come and surpassed me and become EMTs. And, and since I fainted at the sight of blood, it was probably best <laughs> uh, that other people do that. Uh, but it's very interesting to see how God uses people who actually know how to communicate with people in the education field and know how to treat people when they're sick or have an accident. And ministry is so desperately in in need of those people. And uh, so is business, by the way. If you were to work, I'll just use a very simple job, for example. If you were to work in a factory and I knew that you knew how to care for people, bam, you're at the top of the list. You know, because we're full of people we need people who have initiative and can care for people. And that's something that I would encourage you to keep doing the rest of your life. Sure. So in your nurse training now, you're, you're right in the middle of it? Yeah, I have about a year and a half left. So I'll graduate next December. And what degree will you have? Um, I will have my BSN, my Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. Okay. And what do you hope to do with that? I know, I know who knows the future. I mean, you could get married have a family, you still have these degrees, good sure. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll use them anyway, I promise. Sure. But what what do you want to do with it in the state you're in right now? If you, if I like was a nurse right now, um, I haven't had too much clinical experience as of yet, um, but I am hoping to possibly work at, when I become like a registered nurse, um, depending on like where the Lord leads me and where he takes me and like what state he moves me to. Um, I would love to work like on a med surge floor, maybe okay. my first year, because that um, I've heard, and granted, I haven't had a lot of experience yet, but that is a really fast-paced type of job, and I feel that if I work there for a few years, I'll I'll learn really quickly, right. um, and so I'm not sure if I'll thrive in that environment yet, or if I would do better on like a pediatrics floor or an ICU floor. Um, I'm really just open for anything, and I think that that's a cool place to be, especially in nursing, because there's so many ways that yeah. you could go with nursing. Oh, absolutely. You know, nurses actually are my heroes. They, <laughs> they are people, whenever I've been in the hospital, whenever you're in a desperate physical situation, sure. it seems like, the, I'm not cutting down doctors, but it seems like they disappear, 
and the nurses take care of you. Yeah. And it's always the nurses you develop that relationship with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many nurses, and I've had several surgeries in several situations, and you end up just really being appreciative of them. Yeah. Because when you're most vulnerable, somehow they look at you and take care of you and realize, here's what I have to do for him or whatever it might be. And, and they do it in a, in a very dignified way. At least the ones that have worked with me, it's been like, thank you. I can't even help myself right now. Right, yeah. And, that's... and you've positioned to help me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really fantastic to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm really just hoping that um, when I do, when I am like officially a nurse, like the Lord will use me, whatever the situation may be, because I go to a Christian university, so they they thrive off of involving like, you know, um, the spiritual aspect of right. nursing. Not to say that every single patient of mine is going to accept that, but to really, really be open for the Lord to work yeah. and to really put yourself in situations where you could pray for a patient or you could let them know that, like, you know, um, it's okay to be in the state that you are. So, right. yeah. You know, I, I think that's really critical because what I think every profession, you serve to show the world who God is. Mm -hmm. And nursing and being a doctor in medical field, I think that's such a, an easy way to do it because the people that are coming to you are so needy mm -hmm. and they'll listen. Yeah. And uh, I noticed the other way too, if, if a nurse used to come in, when, the last time I had a pulmonary embolism and I, and I had to stay in the hospital for quite a while and the doctor just said, I don't know if you're gonna get out kind of thing. And so I had nurses coming in all the time and really I had some of the greatest conversations with them Mm -hmm. because they needed to watch over me. And I thought, well, as long as you're here, why don't I talk to you about Jesus or something? I, I mean, so cool. as long as I yeah. have to stay here and you have to stay here. And uh, we had some of the greatest conversation. That's why I say, whether you're a patient, whether you're a nurse, I think you need to always be looking for how can God use whatever you've prepared for. And, and it's not really just about making money. You know, that's not what it is. I think you'll be dissatisfied in life if that's what it turns into. Mm -hmm. Um and I encourage you, you're here now, and I encourage you the rest of your life to look for ways. In, 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 when you become a nurse and you're running the hospital, you know, look for ways that you can just go serve people who can't even afford to be served. Uh, I mean, you're here at summer camp this summer. You know, there's no way that we can operate without somebody in a health supervisor role. It's critical, and there's no way that we could pay them what they're worth. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. No, it's, I totally understand. So either you come and help or we don't have a way to do it. Sure. And, and really that's as simple as it gets. And it's also so Christian. I mean, you go help. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law was a doctor for about 2,000 years. You know what I mean? He was. Okay. He yeah. Retired. He's 90 years old now. So I don't know how long he actually was a doctor. But I'm telling you, every year he went on several mission trips to use his doctoring skills among the poorest of the poor. Yeah. And every year in the last, I think, 20 years of his life, he came up here all summer and basically was the doctor on call in case something happened where people could go to him and he would stitch him up or he would you know, do whatever they needed to do or tell them they need to go into the hospital. or Because he was retired, he wasn't licensed anymore, but he still it's not like he forgot everything. Right. You know, <laughs> and if you trusted him, you could let him stitch you up. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. <laughs> but, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so I encourage you uh, to use that skill or talent uh, in the future, not just 
to work in a place. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and while you're there, what's really cool is you become somebody then who your peers look at and basically say, boy, she's involved in this stuff for nothing. Maybe I should be involved mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think that's really neat when people give up their time, even though they're like super skilled in one area and they get like little to nothing. But in the end, you're right. It's not about the money. It's definitely like for the kingdom. It is. Mm-hmm. And I and I appreciate somebody in your age bracket saying, you know what, I really want to know what God has for me because his plans ha- have never failed. And I'm telling you, the only thing that we have in the future right now is our, our ability to trust him. Sure. Does the COVID thing uh, scare you? Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I believe that COVID is a very real thing, okay. but it, it doesn't scare me. No. Okay. You know, I agree with you. I, I think you'd be foolish to say it's not there. And I also think you'd be foolish to say it doesn't kill people. Sure. I guess my balance for me is I also think you'd be foolish to say the flu doesn't kill people. So right. I, I think there's a balance that needs to be there somewhere. Yeah. And I think that maybe we need to figure out the nuances of this disease mm-hmm. and figure out how to treat it the best we can. Yeah. Um, I, as a non-medical person, don't have a whole lot of hope for the vaccine because we have a flu vaccine. And we still are losing a lot of people to flu. Oh, yeah, all the time. So I don't, I don't know that that's going to solve our problem. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, however, I do think um, that... Yeah, I think that people around the world need to understand that they're not in charge, that God is. I think this COVID yeah. thing reminds us of that. We we can't. We're taking precautions here at camp, but we're not telling people not to come. Right. And I don't know what the future is going to be, but I do know that you can't tell people not to be with people for the rest of their life yeah that doesn't make sense to me like you yeah. we thrive off community and relationships and when you take away just I mean even going to church like that I mean before coming to camp I hadn't been to a worship service since March and I can, I have to tell you like going and like standing in the back of worship one night I just listening to the kids just sing I started crying because yeah. it was just such an emotional and impactful like time oh, you know, I appreciate hearing that because I wonder your generation have you gone all digital does it matter anymore that you see people it, it matters to me for sure and I definitely most of my friends it definitely matters to them um, for some people probably they don't mind staying home you know being an introvert you know isolating right. themselves but I just I mean there's some people that you know have stayed in their homes for like three months I'm like how could you do like I don't know they could have, you know, had an underlying condition. That's totally fine. But I just, I definitely thrive off being with other people. Yeah. So, Well, I think, I think if you use common sense and I think if you wash your hands and do mm-hmm. what you need to do, and if you do get it, you know, I, I keep thinking, you know, God's still in charge. You know, I had a pulmonary embolism, which happened all of a sudden. That's crazy. You, <laughs> you can get anything. Yeah. I mean, so, my... Yeah, my grandfather, healthiest person alive, he ha- he was diagnosed with cancer all over his body and died in six months. I mean, exactly. who would have thought? So I definitely believe in a God who can, who is in control and 100% in control. And when you decide to completely, you know, make basically like 
dictate what you do and not based off what God is telling you to do, it, I don't think it would end right at all. Right. So Well, you know, it's kind of hard. I, I think Christians sometimes believe that it doesn't really matter what they do. Sure. I think it does, and I think it's clear that it does. Mm-hmm. But also, worrying doesn't solve whether you're going to get sick or not. No. Mm-mm. And isolating yourself from people is not healthy. Right. I mean, for a while, yeah, if there's something going well, around, but eventually... Yes, if yeah. you have leprosy, you need to stay away from people. I mean, <laughs> that's been some biblical times. Yeah. You care about people, but here's, here's the difference there. You know you have it. Mm-hmm. If you know that you're not well, please don't go and infect other people. Sure. That's the decision you make. Yep. And I, that's just not happening right now. Um, so I think uh, some guys in ministry have been asking me, and we do something here at camp. And I've been doing it now for months where I just take my temperature every day. Yep. And I thought, you know, I can't guarantee that I'm not asymptomatic and I'm walking around spreading it to everybody. But my doctor told me you shouldn't get COVID, so maybe you should get out of working with all these people. Really? However, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, my lung is compromised and it's supposed to be with that kind of disease. But at the same point, it's like, okay, what if I, in life, decide that I'm going to trust God and I'm going to wash my hands and I'm going to take my temperature and I'm I'm going to do the best I can to not get COVID-19. And I'm going to do the best I can not to get the flu either because I've been warned not to get that either. Oh, So okay. it's like, okay. So that I've been living with that already. So it, I'm always in the habit of, Okay, don't touch your face, wash your hands, do, do some good things. Um, but for somebody to say, well, I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and trust God, I'm, I'm not sure that's wise either. Yeah. Um, it's kind of yeah. the old illustration I've given a million times. If you beat your head on a rock, you're going to get a headache. <laughs> that's not the time to pray. Yeah. It's quit beating your head on the rock. Sure. Because I think if you pray during that time, God says, stop beating your head on the rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I made it this way. So I think it's important if we want to continue to have people in our lives, I think we need to, and this is what I've shared with the other guys in ministry, I think you need to do things like take your temperature every day. Just do things that you can at least look at and say, okay, as far as I know, we're healthy. Mm-hmm. And if you are, give somebody else a hug. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because I don't think we can stay away from that forever. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah, I don't think you're going to want to be in a world like that either as you grow up. When when you look to the future of our nation, are you optimistic or pessimistic? Well, I mean, looking at it now and then looking at scripture and what scripture says about, you know, um just basically as time moves forward, the world doesn't get better. Right. It only, I mean, I forget the specific passage, but it it's basically says that good is evil and evil is good. Right, right. So with that in mind, I'm not pessimistic. Um, I am very optimistic because that just means that we're just getting close to the day when Jesus comes back. Right. And, you know, as believers in Christ, you know, we're, we're entering a period where we're, you know, criticized and put down and shamed for our faith. And that is the time when we need to just stick right back up and just know that we have a God out there who is for us. Even though he's not like physically here, 
he definitely has the ability to give us his strength to get through these times. Um, And so I am optimistic that Jesus is going to come back. And that just means that we need to just keep on sharing um, his love to others, even though we are put down and, um, you know, told that we are, this is just, you know, not true what we're saying Um, and not to believe that. So, and that's why it's so important. And even just being up at camp, it's been really neat to be encouraged by other summer staffers just to be in the word, because that's when you're going to be fully confident um, in what is true. It's when you're not in the word that you're just like, well, is this like, you know, happening kind of thing? And then when you're in scripture, you're like, yes, this is what's happening. And we have a God who is, you know, he's protecting us every single day. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting is to, to hear you say something like, you know, I'm realistic, Mm -hmm. but I do have a Heavenly Father I can trust. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. The world is, I cannot go on social media or the news because I will get so, my heart will get so sad, but also upset at the fact that our world is reacting the way that it is. And there is a Father that loves them and wants them to like live this perfect life. Yeah. Um, So in that sense... It is really sad the way that our world is going Where towards. Where do you get your news from? Um, I just look on Facebook. I'll be honest. Okay. I don't watch the news because um, I, d- I haven't had TV in a long, long time. But I think that that is enough input in my life so yeah, I just I just wonder where you get your information sure. from. and I don't know if it's true right um, if I really am interested in a topic I'll further look into it um, but from what I have looked at it's it's crazy out yeah, there I'm trying to figure out how your generation right now figures out what truth is they don't look very far let me tell you yeah, they so believe the first thing they hear <laughs> yeah. I, I, or uh, I know the research from the old guys that our professors are saying they, they just really look for things that already substantiate what they believe. Right. And uh, it's little things, too. Yeah. Well, I know. There's there's so many things. Are, are you um, pro or anti-vaccine? Um, both. Okay. I am for vaccines that are absolutely necessary. Okay. Um, but I am not the one to just, oh, this vaccine heals this disease. Yeah. I have no idea what that disease is, and I don't know what's in that vaccine, so I'm not going to take yeah. it. Um, I'll definitely do my research. Um, as a nursing student, I am required to get a bunch of vaccines. Yeah, I was going to ask you that um, because I think you have I, to get them all. <laughs> I t- normally wouldn't, um, yeah. but to be in the hospitals, you have to be. Um, you have to have all those vaccines. So, yeah. and you seem rather adjusted. So I, I'm not sure that they yeah. hurt you. Um, you know, yeah. I really don't know what to say on vaccines. I, at my age, I look at it and I go, you know, my generation, unfortunately or fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up when polio vaccine came out. Sure. And there were people that died from polio. Mm-hmm. And my dad's best friend died of polio. And they figured out a way to put some drop of something in yep. a sugar cube. <laughs> and it, as a kid in Chicago, I would walk by the fire department. They'd ask you to stop by and they'd give you the sugar cube. With the drop in it? With the drop in it. That's oh. how they vaccinated you for polio. Huh. And we eradicated it. You know, I mean, you... My generation didn't have polio because oh. it was my parents' generation mm-hmm. that had it, and my generation didn't suffer from it. And I thought, well, that's a good one. And I mean, 
that thing even tasted good. And, I mean, it was. I <laughs> and tried shots to, now, they just hurt you. <laughs> yeah, I tried to get more than one because, I mean, it's a sugar cube. But yeah. But the firemen just, I think they would give you a sugar cube without another drop in it if you oh, stopped by. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the bottom line really was, I mean, back in my day, it was really interesting. Walking home from school, mm-hmm. you could stop at the fire department, get a sugar cube, and you were vaccinated. You know what I mean? Wow. It, so it was very simple. Sure. And it actually worked um, in our generation. Now, I'm told by my doctor to get the flu shot every year. I don't know if it helps or not because mm-hmm. then they have to tell you, well, that was the wrong strain or whatever it might be. Sure. It, however, um, pretty much I think you have to listen to the medical people that you've chosen to listen to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why go to them in the first place? Yeah. So pick somebody very careful that you're going to go listen to, but I wouldn't go and just ignore them. No, not uh, at all. Because they do know stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've asked my doctor that several times. I asked him if he's ever frustrated. He says, oh, constantly. I said, you must be because people, you, you go to people and you say, I want you to do this. And then you see them in the emergency room because they didn't. Right. And you told them, you really need to, you know, I don't know, stop smoking, stop drinking, lose some weight, whatever, I, whatever it is. I mean, something simple maybe. And, and, and so I've asked my doctor several times. I said, man, it, it must stink to be you. You, you try and help all these people, and then you see them later with all the problems that you said would happen. You must feel like, I'm wasting my time. Yeah. And, and he said, actually, most of the time, yes, because that's what's going on. You know, I can try and help people, but I cannot make their decisions for them. Right. And um, so in a way, it's kind of like teaching God's word maybe I mean you you go out there and you tell people here's an answer and then they refuse it and then they're in trouble and then they come back to you later when they're in trouble right and say is there any way you can help me I tried <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but there's something to say about being ready to listen sure yeah and I think um, the thing that I think I'm seeing in your life Chloe that it really impresses me is the fact that from a young age you have somehow decided you want your life to count you know that God loves you you want to be responsive to that some of the most precious things in the world are okay with you you're okay if you're a, a wife and a mom mm-hmm. and and I think that's refreshing to me as yeah. an old guy you know I, I I think wives and moms can work they can have careers I'm fine sure. with that I can see that now I, I'm just thinking but it's a neat goal to say I want to be a mom mm-hmm and I want to be a good mom, and I want to, you know, be a good wife, and that, you know, we could talk about whatever that means, but I still think the goal is noble, and you don't hear that much. It's more like I need to make sure that somehow I'm in charge of the world or something, and, sure, and all this other stuff, yeah, you know, that goes with it. Um, but I do think, do you think that your personality and your confidence, which you do have, is intimidating to guys? <laughs> so I used to have that mentality. We're going to come back and talk about that, but give me a quick yeah. yes or no. Um, I think the right guy, no. <laughs> okay. We're going to come back and talk about that because we have another 28 minutes to do here. Okay. Another half hour sure. on, the, on the podcast. But uh, you have been listening to Younger Older, and I'm Dave Wager, your host. A lot of times I'm in here with a guy named Jason. I've been in here with all cor- sorts of younger people. I thoroughly enjoy talking to the younger generation about their life, trying to figure out how they think, why they think, how I can help them with experience. Because I don't think I'm smarter than anyone that's ever been in the studio. 
I think I just have some experience that I can offer them. And uh, with that said, uh, we look forward to you joining us again. We're coming to you from the Relate365.com studios here on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. We'll see you next program.